This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce, hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. A lot to talk about. A lot of good things happening with this Flyers team right now. We talked to you guys last week before the Penguins game started. And we hyped him up, basically, saying this was a huge matchup for the Flyers. Got to turn my phone off when you record podcasts. And they swept them, home and home. Swept the Penguins. I, I said it. People, I was getting made fun of by my coworkers for saying this, but I think it's true that it was the biggest win of the Flyers' season so far. Well, certainly, because when you count them together, to have wins like that, it's tremendous. And it's the Penguins. And that's, that's why people go to the games in Philly, yeah. to beat teams like that, to have upset wins against rivals. Uh, that's, you know, used to say in football, you can lose every game and just don't lose to the Cowboys. And mm-hmm. it's not, that's really not true, especially with a team as good as the Eagles. But there are certain teams that you just, you get more points for, not in the standings, but in the player and the uh, fans' minds. And I think in your locker room. And Pittsburgh's certainly one of them. Yeah, you could tell they were hyped up after, especially after the home game, winning the second game against the Penguins. And I guess I was a little surprised at the sloppiness of the Penguins because I knew they were kind of right in the middle of their season or they were right in the middle of, of the standings. And, and I thought not that they didn't play the flyers hard, but they made some mistakes that I wasn't expecting them to make. It might've been the worst three on three performance by a team I've seen in a long time. Made the flyers the, the, look great. The, yeah. Because the <laughs> Penguins were all, all over the place and it's hard to make arguments that you have too much talent, but man, they've got hall of famers everywhere. That's it's just, it's, and yeah. their power plays a mess. And it just, it just goes to show you when you play in a structured system, uh, what you can do. However, it also goes to show you that they're never out of it. Even if they were a mess 58 minutes, you're always like, ter- like their power plays awful, right? I mean, it's, it's God awful. It's like one of the worst in the league right now with all that talent. But when you watch it, Every time the puck goes on the stick of somebody, you th- your parts in your throat, like, oh my God, it's on it's Crosby. No, it's on Carlson. No, it's on Latang. No, it's, it, it went on and on. They've got one after another after another, and they don't, it doesn't work, but you're still terrified of it. And I guess it just goes to, okay, play a system, play it well, uh, play defense. You can coach defense. And I don't know what I would do if I was, if, if I'm Sullivan, I'm coaching that team. I don't know how you deal with that 
with Hall of Famers that can't get the job done. Yeah. But take advantage of you, the Flyers. You take advantage of it. Yeah, and the Flyers did a lot of things right as well. It wasn't because the Penguins lost it. The Flyers beat them for reasons, and one of the biggest reasons is Tyson Forrester and goaltending, of course. There's multiple reasons, but Tyson Forrester is just on a goal-winning streak right now, and he's become a sniper. He, We knew he had this wrist shot. We hadn't seen it for a really long time. We got glimpses of it last season. He found it. Yeah, he's a really interesting study in what you want from a player. Uh, I liked him last year with the shot, and then this year, the coaches, he's a coach's dream because he's in the right place all the time. However, the problem with the Flyers through the past generation has been they haven't had snipers. And it's nice, for, you know, it's, it's really great that this guy's got everything buttoned down in other areas of the game. But they've got guys that you can coach like that. What made him different, I thought, was like, man, what a shot. I just want to see him get that shot. So it's unbelievable that he has all the other th skills that go on, uh, the things that are really hard to coach with young kids, especially kids usually that are good shooters. They leave other parts of their game kind of vacant. Because they only want to score goals, right? But yeah, but it, it was so nice to see. He couldn't take him out of the lineup because he was so good. But I didn't, I didn't think they really needed another player that was doing all the things right but not finishing. Right. When, what made it exciting about him was, well, here's a guy that is going to do most things right and he can finish. Yeah. And we hadn't seen it. And now we've seen it. It's like, thank you. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And we knew it was coming. I mean, we all knew because we had saw glimpses of it last year. We knew it was kind of like a mental blockade. And, and Torts was talking about it post game, how he would see him when he missed a shot. He'd look up to the sky or he'd slam a stick. And they were very careful of not allowing him to get too frustrated because they knew it was yeah. coming. And, it's to the point now that Forster is playing so well so far this year that John Tortorella was asked about him becoming an elite two-way player. And you can tell that Torts thinks he can be because he said, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. He knows he can be. He can get to that point. Yeah, well, he's at a, a, a place in his career now very early. So early. You don't yeah. want to – he doesn't seem like the type that will get a big head about it. Well, you don't want to put that pressure and label on him so early in his yeah, career. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. And you don't want him cheating on things anymore uh you don't want any of that and torts is pretty good about uh trying to keep expectations level on um, what what he what he can and can't do but i th i'm i think he can be an elite player um i think he can be an elite two-way player which i didn't consider i just considered the goals right. <laughs> which is good enough because <laughs> that's what the flyers I just need. wanted the goals yeah so i mean well, if you, if you really but if he's an elite two-way player or a or a uh, more than dependable two-way player. Well, now you have a goal scorer that can be on the ice at any time, mm -hmm. and that's a big difference. Yeah, it's the difference in forcing them into overtime. Or now you see the Flyers now with two comeback wins this season. You can get them back into a game because right. of this. I thought it was cool. I thought the second win against the Penguins was the perfect example of where the Flyers are right now because you have the excitement of the young Tyson Forrester. You have no more questions about your goaltending. Carter Hart played excellent. You feel so good about him and now um, Ersim. And then you have Coots scoring the overtime winner. Yeah, Coots. The, the yeah. young and the old. Perfect. That was a big game for uh, Couturier. He, frankly, his game has been so up and down, uh, coming back, uh, missing a year or whatever, so long since he plays. And uh, playing against the Penguins, now, it's, it seems like an obscure type of statistics that he hadn't played with the Penguins without Giroux as a teammate mm -hmm. until the, the last two games. Yeah. But when you have Giroux, somebody's taking – Crosby and somebody's taking Malkin. Well, now Kateria is going to take a lot of those draws. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I was asking about it before the first game. It's like, you know, you know Crosby's so good in that face-off circle. 
And sure enough, it's the second game where Couturier, he set, he, on the first goal, he drives the net, so he doesn't get any really a uh, setup on it, but he was, he was very instrumental in the goal. And then in the game winner, he wins that faceoff. He wins the draw. A huge win in that zone to set it up. So it's nice to see him getting more consistency in his game. He's never been really a quick player, fast player, quick thinker, but not the fastest player. So winning face-offs, driving to the net, stuff like that is what you wanted from him. And just a heads-up player. Oh, yeah. I mean, the one goal, I can't remember who it was now, but we were talking about it on post-game live where he drove two That's the first the goal, net. right. Yeah. It was 44, yeah. It was the first goal. It, and that he, doesn't happen. That goal doesn't happen without it him. It doesn't happen, even though you don't get an assistant, even though you're not what we call a screen, but you're moving through. So you're moving, and the goaltender has to keep an eye on what's going on there. Mm -hmm. And your player that's shooting sees what's going on and takes the shot. Yeah. And another, I think the one thing you can knock on the Penguins' performance is some sloppy passes, some defensive. They're having trouble getting back in the zone. That's been kind of the case <laughs> the past couple of weeks that it seems to be a problem. But Travis Sanheim, the amount of ice time he is getting is wow. So much. And so yeah. cool they were saying that in post-game locker room, they were saying that Sanheim was the one who drew up that overtime game winner because yeah. he knew Konechny was going to beat his guy in order to make it happen. Well, the two Travises, the Travi or whatever yeah. they are there, they, they, they think, you know, like it's like a Vulcan. They know each other yeah. so well. And he knew, <laughs> he knew Konechny was going to beat his guy. The key is, okay, just, but point one is win the draw. <laughs> we got to win the draw. Yeah. And then if we can do it and we can beat them, we can beat them on a wraparound pass like that. So you get it and, Connecting gets on his horse and just takes off. But the Penguins were, they they were structurally awful, in, in, and especially the three-on-three three on what's going on. But you have to notice it and be able to take advantage of it. Right. So you have a team that's not t intimidated by the names on the back of the jersey. Yeah, and that's a lot to be said. And Sanheim's playing really well, getting a ton of ice time. We have to cut down on that ice time. Yeah. It's just... It's going to get too much. It's Yeah, it's, it's you know, he, his minus, plus minus was... Dripping, dipping. I don't think necessarily mo because I thought he played strong anyway, but so much ice time. You're just going to – it's still early in the season. I think they want to temper it just a little bit. Yeah. Well, and that they needed him at some point, but now you have Mark Stahl back. Now you have Rasmus still lining him back. You have Cam York playing yeah. better where I don't think there's as much pressure on him as maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. Kind of was the yeah. only option at some point. Well, depending on – well, York's there, but Risto coming back is – um, that's a plus, a veteran player like that. And, and it seems like he's taken the um, adventurous things out of his game where he'd just leave and go try to make a hit and leave, leave space. So it looks like that's been almost entirely removed from his game, at least what we saw late last year and a few games this year. Mm -hmm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And now we look forward to this week, and right now the Flyers are in third place in the Metropolitan Division. And we're going to talk about this on our, our pregame show because I was just talking to our producer, Joe, for the show. And we're basically questioning, okay, well, how can they stay here? Because right now the Metro is so bottled up. And it's a lot of this. It's a lot of kind of roller coasters, teams taking third place, going back down to fifth, a lot of moving around. The question was, okay, well, how can you stay in third place? And I said, in my opinion, it's goaltending. It's the way the Flyers have been playing goaltending. 
can you keep this up? Can you keep winning these close games, these hard-fought games? I think yes, if you have Arison and Hart playing the way they do. And with Arison being able to now take the load off, right. that's huge for Hart. Yeah. I, I, it's one, the question is whether you just pencil in the goaltending that that's what you're going to have. The Flyers' problem in staying there might not even be the Flyers. It, it might be the Devils. Yeah. It might be teams that have underperformed, you know, that are going to come back. That are going to come back. If you're looking at the conference, and that are going to come back and, and get spots. That's that's what worries me. That there are teams that have underperformed, especially New Jersey, mm-hmm. that have underperformed. And are they going to like raise their game? And then it's going to make it a, a it, all that you want is you want to be in that Next. fight yeah. at the end of the, in March. Mm-hmm. The dream. <laughs> I know that some people think that, okay, let's go to the, get to the, they're already talking trade deadline. Let's get there and then move people out. But I think what, what I think that you should be looking at is, is it going to uh, make it a tough decision on which way you're going to go? Make that you don't want to do anything because you can make the playoffs. Right. So I think you can do it with the goaltending that they have. You mm-hmm. Obviously, if, if, you, if Forster continues to score goals, and if the power play would just improve some, they managed to get through because their their uh, penalty kill is just elite right now. Mm-hmm. Really, some one of the best penalty kills yeah. in the league, if not the best. But their power play still doesn't provide them the margin for error on games where you don't drag in your A game. It's a long, it's a quarter of a season basically played. It's a lot to ask to keep hitting on all cylinders through the next 55 60 games yeah when your power play isn't clicking yeah but i mean a, a plus is we joked about it on post game overtime last year oh you used to say those words and you might as well just not watch it's like all right like get ready it's over yeah it's yeah, over loss no. now like overtime is so much fun to watch overtime and shootout i mean yeah. it was it was it was the it was doom it was done yeah once they don't go even bother and, watching. One, yeah, get yeah. the one just leave with the one and be happy yeah but no now you've got You've got some confidence in it. You've got some skill, some skill in it, and the goaltending is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and that's what, that's what gets you. If you just look at all the games they lost, the point they lost, and take fifty percent of them, boy, they they may not make the playoffs, but they're going to be fighting to make the playoffs for the last week. And that's that's been terrible years that they've had. Yeah, well, that's all you could ask for, I think, realistically. When we talked about it this year, we always just said be in the conversation because last year you weren't. Even if you're just looking in March, if we're on this podcast and we're doing some math, we're like, right, if they lose these three games and they win these two, what happens? Yeah. That's all you can ask for at this point of the year. Well, what what they've become, Ashlyn, is a, a very admired team for their record, um, for doing things the right way. For And he's, it's also, if you're the opposing coach, your message to your team is, you, you better be ready. Yeah. You had better be ready because, because I guarantee you, if it's just, just like nine out of ten nights, what they are—they're coming at you with everything, and that is really respected through the league.